Are shipping costs and transit times through the roof for you? You're not alone. Today, we bring back a shipping specialist to give us the details on what's going on right now, as well as strategies that can help you save money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world, and something that uh, I think affects anybody who wants to sell at all on Amazon is when we talk about shipping, logistics, and, and for the last few months or a year or so, we have had some of the most unique challenges we have had for shipping products. And so we're here to bring back an expert on it. Uh, welcome back to the show, Raphael. How's it going? Hey, hey, Bradley. Thank you very much for having me. Everything is fine. You know, I, I just, I saw a LinkedIn post uh, lately from someone from the industry and he signs it mm. off with, if you see a freight person, hug him. He needs, they, we need a hug. <laughs> It's yeah. a, it's definitely uh uh very interesting times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's crazy, and 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 especially you know we haven't talked in and I don't know about a year and a half I think on this show, and 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 the things that have changed are, are are pretty crazy. Obviously, you know, COVID was most of last year, and that brought its own challenges. But I don't know where to begin. Let's just let's just start right off the bat with. Actually, a side of the world that I am not very familiar with, since I have never sold in Europe and things, nor Asia. But what exactly is happening in Europe as far as like, are people still feeling the effects of what happened? What, what was it, the, the Suez Canal when, when that container ship got stuck a couple months ago? Yeah, so Suez Canal was, uh, I think it was two months ago. Um you know, Suez Canal is one of the one of the most important trade lanes of this world. You know, like crazy, crazy important. Everything coming out of Asia to Europe goes through that canal. Everything comes from India. Not not everything, but most of the stuff coming from India to the States coming through that canal. And that canal got blocked. We all knew that ripple effect. We're gonna feel it many months to come. And we're, we're feeling it now, but if we want to go back to where it all started, it all started with COVID last year. And, you know, when COVID hit us around March last year, starting in Europe, Israel, and, you know, states got it about a month or two months later. And, you know, we all prepared for the worst. We all prepared for people not shopping People not spending money, you know, world pandemic, people will save their buck, you know, will not spend yeah. money. We, we, especially us in the freight forwarding industry, you know, if you remember the Amazon just shut its doors, you know, they, they didn't allow anybody to create new shipping plans and it was, it was a mess. We actually started to release people home because we were afraid that there, there was going to be no shipment. But the exact opposite has happened. And it's very interesting because consumer demand just jumped through the roof. And mm -hmm. I've spoken to many sellers, many big cosmetics companies, and and you know cosmetics, for example, they are reporting triple sales over COVID. And you would ask, 
how come? I mean, people people are not going out. You know, women putting less makeup and stuff, and and they're saying no. It's that people, you know, people have more time to spend. People don't have, you know, they don't go on vacations. They don't spend money in restaurants. They they don't go out. So they sit at home and just buy stuff. And I actually saw it a lot with my wife. You know, again, back. Last year, you know, my wife wasn't into e-commerce and all of a sudden I, you know, started seeing all these delivery guys at my home delivering parcels. So, you know, adaptation for e-commerce or, you know, got a boost, like a kick up its butt and shoved us like five years ahead. And we see it all across the board. Demand is just crazy now, right now. And that's what spiked this whole situation we are in right now because the more demand you have you know there, there are more containers coming in la port you know they they publish every month they publish the numbers la port is one of the biggest ports in the world and may was a record high month april before that was a record mo- one month uh a record high month so every month they are breaking the record by number of containers coming in, like all-time record. And I don't know if you're aware of it, but U.S. imports this year, this past six months of 2021, are about 50% higher than last year. Last year was about 30 to 40% higher than 2019. So it's just getting crazier and crazier. People are just buying more. So, so I think that, for, I mean, with all that happening, what what I read is that there's like a shortage of of shipping uh, vessels. There's a shortage, shortage of containers. There's a shortage of workers to handle all this. And yeah. because of that, it's like a, a trickle down effect to the actual shipping prices, right? Exactly. Shipping prices and capacity. There's just literally no space to move containers. And what happened is before COVID, Shipping lines were making very, how how should I put it? They were not doing as good that they would like to do. There were there there was a situation of overcapacity. There were too much space going on, and you know their profits was nothing. You, uh, containers were going for fifteen hundred dollars a container from China to LA, for example. And just before COVID, they started, they started scraping a lot of vessels, just putting them out of service because they were old and there was no need. And all of a sudden, all of this demand comes in. And as you just mentioned, less operational manpower, less people to work on the docks, less truck drivers to move these containers, less people at 3PLs to accept these containers. And, and the biggest, biggest hit was the delays at the ports. Um, containers were sitting at, on the waters. So even as we speak right now, in LA, there are about, I would say, 10 to 15 vessels outside the port, just at anchor on the water, just waiting for their turn to get into the port. Let's put it into like numbers, for example. So so can you talk about, I don't know, I mean, unless you have it written down somewhere, you, you can just guess, but like, you know, maybe the, the average price mm-hmm. To ship a twenty or forty foot container from China to, you know, California, maybe last year or when things were quote unquote normal, and then what happened maybe towards the end of last year, and then what is it 
now here in uh you know july of of 2021 yeah that, that's a that's a great uh, um, that's a great question i live those numbers i deal with that every day so i know them by heart um before covid again shanghai to la ningbo to la shenzhen to la these major ports their prices are all almost the same 50 bucks here 50 bucks there per entertainer. so pre-covid you're looking at 1600 700 dollars a container 40 high cube nobody ships 20 20 foot containers because it's just too damn expensive usually mm-hmm. you're looking at about 400 dollars difference between a 20 foot to a 40 foot that's usual times wow. so nobody really ships 20 foot container on the e-commerce side uh from the e-commerce seller that i have known uh but if we, that's pre-covid so i'm we're talking about you know, January, December, November 2019. COVID hit, and we started we started seeing prices hike up every single week. And by quarter four 2020, we were looking at, if I'm not mistaken, we were, we were looking at eight, nine thousand dollars a container, something like that. Today we we're looking at about between thirteen to fifteen thousand dollars a container, Shanghai to LA, which is which is the cheapest and fastest route, right? So everything that is not LA or West Coast would be much more expensive than fifteen k a container. And these numbers are just nuts. Nobody's ever seen these numbers in the freight forwarding industry ever, never. So even if somebody is not shipping full containers, you know, a lot of Amazon sellers out there, yeah. you know, they're, they're making their first order. They're making just a little bit of orders. You know, it's only 500 units, 1,000 units, 2,000 units. Uh, they're smaller, you know. They're also going to see, I mean, they're obviously also going to see a raise then of, what, 50 and 75% of what it was before? Much more. Because, again, if you they would ship LCL, less than container load, but less than container load is actually a container that is being shared with multiple sellers. But the price of the container is the price of the container. No matter if you're shipping a full container load or less than container load, the price of that container will cost 13 to 15K. So even if you will take 13K and you split it into 65 CBM, that's the, that's the, that's the volume you can fill a, a 40-foot container, you'll divide 30K by 60, 65 CBM, you'll get a very high number. Somebody might be sitting here saying, wait a minute, you know, at least in America and in China, and we hear all these stories about how, how many people are vaccinated and, and infection rates are going down. Like, why are there still delays? And why, why is this even happening? Why is shipping prices increasing? I thought the world is getting back to normal, you know, and now I can start to travel and this and that. So, yeah. so what's the reason for the, these recent uh, spikes? Increased demand, it's just crazy. The demand has mm-hmm. just increased like crazy. And again, things are not not there yet, you know, back to normal. We are getting there, right? We are much better than mm-hmm. what we we were six months ago or, or or eight months ago. We are much better we are much better with getting back to normal, but things are not there not there yet. And yeah. with ports as long as ports will will have these delays, shipping price will still remain high. We've been talking about bad news, you know, here here and there, but uh are there signs uh, or is there a timeline that things are going to get better, you know, where where supply will catch up with demand as far as on the container side or, 
you know, is this the new normal? Are, are we going to have thirteen, fourteen thousand dollar, forty foot container prices for the time being, or what's your prognosis? I mean, I know, I know, you know, we're not going to keep you to this, as you know, estimation. You know, we're just guessing here, but but you know, you're a professional. I'm sure you you yeah. you can read the signs of what's happening. What, what do you what do you think? I think container prices cannot stay this high. It's just unreasonable. It doesn't make sense. It's too damn expensive. And from what I've seen and what I see, in the, I think prices will start to come down again after Chinese New Year next year. But and that's an that's kind of a hopeful thinking and wishful thinking. Mm. You know, if you had asked us back in 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 COVID during COVID, like let's say May. June last year, if you would ask us what will happen, we all thought that by, you know, after Chinese New Year in 2021, everything will get back to normal. And, and guess what? We are, you know, we are worse right now. We are actually in a in a worse situation that we were in in the spike of COVID. During the COVID was actually better as we are now, and it's crazy. Um, again, I I think I think rates will stay here until at least at least after Chinese New Year next year, uh, which is oh. February, March next year. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll start seeing some, you know, st we'll start seeing prices slow down. Right now, prices are still going up. It's not even stays the same. It just goes up every single week. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was hoping for some better news, but hey, it is what it is. You know, people need to know the truth of what's 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 happening out there. And, and then the other thing is, it's not like your comp people's competitors will have their own container ship, and then they can bypass these spike these spikes. I mean, it's affecting everybody equally. You know, even if somebody's shipping a lot, and maybe they're, they're paying less because of the their volume shipping. I mean, still. The percentage that their prices have increased is the same as you, uh, regardless of your size. So, guys, just you know, nobody's having an unfair advantage. All right, guys, quick break from this episode for my BTS Bradley's 30 second tip. Here is my 30 second tip for this episode. This is coming from a blog that we had a while back that something that just got released a few weeks ago on Amazon is the ability to contact customers who left you a negative review in the past. Amazon didn't really want you even knowing who left the reviews, but now you can not only see who left the reviews, but you can use a form that Amazon has to actually contact them to maybe refund the money or to see how you can help them, et cetera. So before this is something that maybe it was frowned upon by Amazon to do, but now they're actually encouraging it and providing you the means to do that. So in order to do that, you have to have brand registry. Then you go to your seller central, you hit brands, and then you hit customer reviews. And then all your customer reviews will show up there. And then what you'll see is a, a listing of all of the reviews. And then if it is a one or two star, you're going to be able to go ahead and hit a button in order to contact them to try and make the situation better. So guys, make sure to take advantage of this. If you're one of those ones who thinks that maybe by refunding or by fixing a problem, uh, who knows, maybe the customer on their own might change the review to a positive. One thing I think that in my opinion, you know, I'm sure you can tell me, but has skyrocketed in the last year. And it's not necessarily completely about shipping prices. As a matter of fact, it almost has very little to do with shipping prices, but it's because of the Amazon inventory regulations. Last year, that 200 max limit for new items. This year, 
now it's the inventory tier regulations that that everybody, especially for oversized, seems to be maxing out, is more and more people, more than ever before, like probably exponentially more people are utilizing third-party logistics warehouses instead of shipping their entirety of inventory to Amazon. Is that is that what you see in the industry as well? Exactly. I see that every single seller now needs a 3PL. Every single seller needs to hold stock and better better manage and better plan his logistics. Um I I I don't think I know of any seller that doesn't utilize Repeal. Maybe if you're new and you're sending 100 units or 200 units, but you know, I, I don't think any seller can live without utilizing a 3PL. Wherever it is, you just need it. You can't yeah. you can't grow without a 3PL and without a place to hold your products because again, you can't rely on international shipping anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always talked about using you know them before you know years before this happened. Uh, now, you know, we were just talking right before we got on this call. I obviously have my own warehouse here in the back of my house. And so that was why I did it because it was just convenient and it wasn't like I had to pay for it. But I always saw the value in trickling inventory in. I didn't like paying Amazon for storage fees. But but now it's it's not convenience, you know, like it was for me. It's it's necessity, you know, like uh, on one of my accounts, it's mostly uh, or a lot of oversized products. And you know, despite my, my sell through rate being pretty good, like I, I'm, I'm constantly maxed out of what my new limitation is on the oversize. And so sometimes I, I can only send in, you know, 50, a hundred units at a time and I have to do that or else I'll run out of uh, some SKU. So, so this guys is guess what? This is another cost now uh, of why you or your competitors are going to have to probably raise your prices because, you know, in the past you would send over a big container maybe, or, or a bunch of pallets directly to Amazon. And yeah, maybe, you know, it's more than you needed until you're paying Amazon a little bit of storage charges, but it's, it's you know, that storage charge, uh, you'd probably still have chosen to do as opposed to what you're having to pay now for now, you know, receiving product at a certain facility. And now you've got to store it there and now they've got to handle it and, and charge you for the, the the handling of it when, when you do shipments. And now you've got to pay from, from the fat or from your 3PL warehouse to go to Amazon. So there's all these new costs that you guys need to start, you know, budgeting for. And I don't want to scare people like, oh no, you know, you can't sell on Amazon anymore. It's too expensive. Remember, guys, this is what is affecting everybody. So everybody's prices and things are going to start, if they haven't already, increasing uh, as well. So let's just talk about let, let's say there's a brand new seller out there. Uh, I want to give it a scenario. Walk us through the the steps, you know, like like Hey, I'm, I'm making my first order. It's a thousand units. You know, I found a factory in China and now I contact a, a, a company like you guys, a freight forwarding company. And, uh, let, let's talk about how long it takes now, you know, like, like, like how, how far in advance shipping has to be booked, like what you guys do, you know, in the past I I've handled most of my things through, through my sourcing agent. And so I, uh, and soon I, I, I got to try and use a, a unicargo shipment. We, we've been talking about that for a while because I, I need to get the, I need to have the full, the full effect here. But, but somebody who's brand new, haven't shipped it, walk us through the, the timeline and, and how far in advance, you know, before the product is ready, they should contact a, a shipping company and, and transit times and where the product goes, et cetera, et cetera. 
Oh, so here's how the journey here's how the journey works. So, new seller or somebody who's just checking products will contact the freight forwarding company and will ask for a price estimation. You know, you need to know your landed cost before you even commit to an order, before you even start production, because you want to budget your you know your your product, see if it's viable or not. So, you'll contact shipping companies and you'll get an estimation on what's going to cost you to move that product with duties and everything. And why an estimation? Because shipping prices are constantly changing. They are fluctuating. They are, they are going up. They are going down. Right now, they are going only up, but they 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 tend they tend to change a lot. So you'll get an estimation. Right now, these days, estimations are <laughs> they change every single day. So mm-hmm. it's it's also very important to take that extra ten, even twenty percent buffer on top of your shipping cost because again if your product is going to be ready in a month you know prices might be 20 percent higher you know 10 percent higher hmm. you know and we've seen it happen months over month in the past six months so so you get an estimation you'll start production and then i would say about seven ten days before your cargo is ready you would need to contact the freight forwarding company and start giving them all the your shipping details, you know, your packing list, how many boxes you have, their size, their weight, where do they need to be picked up from, and they where they are going. And where they are going is the big question now, because that will affect your transit time. So if you place your 3PL or, your, or you send it to your house and you live in the West Coast, around Los Angeles, Oakland, Seattle, you're looking at around... 16 days transit time on water. Before it gets on the water, you'll have about two to three weeks to get it out of China right now. Again, it used to be a week, right, pre-COVID, but with space situation and how vessels are being canceled and space is maxed out, you just need to take another two to three weeks as a buffer just to get it on the water. So we're looking at around two to three weeks. You're looking at around 16 days to get it on the water. And then once it arrives, you're looking at around another 7 to 10 days just to get it way to, 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 for the cargo to be available at the port. You're looking at around 40, 48 days from the time your cargo is ready to move until it's actually landed in your 3PL in LA. And that's best case scenario, yeah? This brings me back to your mentioning 3PLs. And as I mentioned, you know, Amazon is telling us that they are not in the in the warehousing business. Amazon does not want to be a warehouse. Amazon makes money when you move products and they want fast moving products. They want turnover. And you got to use a 3PO. Now, where do you place your 3PO? If, you know, sellers that place their 3PO in Dallas, Chicago, Midwest, South, mm-hmm. East Coast, they are looking at around. You know, if you if you were talking about 45, 48 days in LA, which is the fastest route, you placed your products. If you place your 3PL in Dallas, Chicago, Kansas, anywhere inland, you're looking at around almost 60 days to get your products. And again, these were 30 days, and now they are double. So again, that brings us back to you know, if you wanna help new sellers, the the 
the geographic location you pick your 3PL nowadays makes a very big change on your transit time. So I would stay away for, from inland, uh, we call it dry ports. Um, you know, Dallas, it's, it's a rail ramp. It's not really a seaport. Dallas, Chicago, Kansas, uh, Cincinnati, all of these places, you, you might want to avoid them as a new seller because it'll just triple your transit time. So then like right now in what you have seen, you know, uh, do, I, I know there, you know, a while back there was a, there was like an outbreak of COVID and the Shenzhen port and that, you know, slowed things down, but just like under nothing is normal right now, but under, under, you know, barring, you know, outbreaks at, at ports and things like that from the moment a product is ready to ship in China, let's just say Shenzhen area, Guangzhou, whatever, just to pick a place it's ready to pick up. What are we looking at? until the time it gets into the doors of a 3PL in the US. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but one other thing that seems to be longer than normal the last, I don't know, six months is it gets to the port. And like back in the day, you know, like, you know, I've been importing from, from China and Korea for like 20 years. And, you know, back in the day, like 10 years ago, it, it hits the port. And, and like three days later, I, I, I'm picking it up. Nowadays, it seems like things are sitting in the Long Beach port, I mean, it's already here. It's not, I'm, I'm not saying it's waiting in the water. I'm saying like it already cleared customs and I can't even get a truck <laughs> to bring it to my warehouse for like one week or two weeks. So anyways, what, what's the full length of time from time ready to pick up in your factory in Guangzhou to the time you can get it inside the doors of your 3PL? And if you're looking at LA, LA based 3PL, um, the average, again, it depends if it's a less, less than container or a full container. Less than container loads are slower because you got to, you know, the co-loader is unloading those and, you know, breaking the containers, palletizing it and making different orders for different importers. Uh, if you're looking at the full container load, we, we see around 40 days. Um, and if you're looking at a less than container load, I would say 50 sometimes 55 days for less than container load. Again, that's from the time the cargo is ready in China, ready to be picked up until it lands at your door around Southern California. We're looking at around, I would say again, 50, 55 days for an LCL shipment, less than a container load, and around 40 days for a container load. Okay, all right, good to know, good to know. Let's, uh, we've been talking all about ocean shipping. What has been happening with air shipping lately? Air shipping. Air is very interesting still. Three weeks ago, prices were kind of back to normal, you know, not back to normal, normal pre-COVID, but back to normal like they were six months ago. I'm talking about $5 a kilo. $4.5 a kilo for bigger shipping, more for shipments that are over 1,000 kilo, over a ton. Um, right now, we're looking at another spike, and they've jumped 30% in the past week. And, and that's just been the, that's, that's how it's been in the past year. They are going back to normal, and all of a sudden, two weeks later, they are jumping through the roof again. And it's just goes keeps on going they are going down they are going up they are going down they are going up and you know when when shipping by 
sea by ocean is not as reliable as it used to be, people are moving more products by air. No, it's expensive. Ocean, no, ocean becomes much more expensive, much more, it's much slower. It's less reliable than it used to be. So a lot of people are moving to air. Because you have this deal, you have Prime Day, you have all, you know, you know how it is in e-commerce. All, every time you have something that is very, very urgent and you need your products at the marketplace, like right now. And, and people are moving more products by air. And with, mm-hmm. with commercial flights, you know, regular flights, not, not there yet. People are, yeah, people, we are flying around the world, right? We are, we are moving. It's not like, it used to be a year ago, but it's not back to normal as far as capacity, as far as number of flights and number of people traveling. Just remember, 80% and even more of all cargo that is moved by air around the world is moving on passenger flights and not on a cargo flight on the cargo plane, right? Most of the cargo around the world moves on passenger flights on the belly of the airplane. Have a lot of space mm-hmm. for cargo. So until People will get back on flying like they used to. Things prices will remain high as well. Forever. People use the the Helium Ten profitability calculator, and this is something that's on every Amazon page. And what it does is it just it just imports the the details about whatever listing you're on as far as size and weight and things like that, and then it allows you to put in, hey, like what's what would your cost be? if you were to fulfill this product and we have a field in there for shipping and yeah. it's we we just put a at least at the time that we're recording this we put just a standard uh, per cubic meter of 200 which is 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 very low but it's just we just put a random number uh in there and so like me i have i have been um like when i do things uh, dp where where i have my my shipping agent just you know handle everything mm-hmm. the, the shipping charges and 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 the custom fees and all that stuff you know to my door it seems like per cubic meter, I forgot the lot. I mean, th- this is months ago, so this is maybe before the price increases, but I would use like maybe 450 or 500 per cubic meter. Is is there like a number that people should be using? Wow, that's a, that's a lot, Bradley. $500 per CBM, that's, that's a lot. Now, if you have a two CBM order, that would be fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you go over... 5 CBM, you go over 5 CBM on your orders, I would use, I would use 350, 400 bucks. 350, okay. CBM. 350, and that's 400. including no, 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 that's, custom that's, duties no, no, and no, things no, like that. That's not including custom duties. Now, custom okay, okay. The, the, I was including it. That's, that's probably why I was it. higher. Got it. I was, got it. But, but now we have, we have a new profitability calculator coming out where it actually will split up the uh the tariffs and custom and duties, duties custom duties depends on the value of the goods the hs code classification mm-hmm. you know if it's coming from china it might have trump duties so i would that's a very smart move you gotta separate import duties than freight costs because freight cost is, is is you know it's not relevant to your product type or 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 uh, value yep. and stuff like that import duties might be zero and it might be, you know, 50% of your product cost because it comes from China and it, it's bags that is, you know, very high. So really commodity dependent, value dependent, country of origin dependent. Um, it's much more complicated. Okay. 
All right, so about 350. So guys, you, you heard it. So about 350, 300, 350. If it's just the freight cost uh, per cubic meter, over is five, what you can put yeah. in the profitability calculator. If it's over five, yeah, over five CBM. Yeah, over okay, five, over five CBM. And then um, there, right now, actually, guys, you can even do that uh, before our new version comes out. In the other costs, there's a percentage fees, and then you can put like your, you know, the the other the other fees right there. But actually, in the next edition of the profitability calculator. We actually um, have it broken down into you know tariffs and, and different things that you can actually get a little bit more uh, a little bit more detailed in there. Now, just in general, you know, we've had a lot of you know bad news and, and things here, but hey, people need to understand what the situation is. But let, let's just talk some strategy for the last five minutes or or so of this in, instead of just the we do the thirty second tip that's here. Let, let's just do multiple ones now more than ever it seems important to try and save, you know, little bits of money here or there, yep. whether we're talking about which port to use to get into or, or how far away to, to choose your Amazon warehouse or how, where to choose your third party warehouse. Like, do you make it close to you? Do you make it close to a port? So like little things may not make a humongous impact, but all of these things add up to try and save money on all this extra that people are charging. So like, what are some ways that your clients are are saving money here and there with some of these decisions, and hopefully our our listeners can can utilize this to save them some money. I've seen, and that's we are building a tool for that as well. We actually hired mathematics and and and, and really smart people to build that algorithm for us. I've seen a lot of people understanding that their product size, the actual unit size, and their unit box has a lot of air or gaps uh you know yes. we you know amazon courses they they all talk about how to brand your products and how to make that nice packaging but all of a sudden people realize that if they minimize their packaging sizes and and make it smaller they can actually ship more products per container so their price won't go down but you'll actually be able to fit 200, 300, 400 units more inside a container, and that would drive your, you know, your shipping unit cost down because your, you know, your, the total cost would be divided by by more units. So I've seen a lot of people do that. Actually, goes into their unit sizes. Uh, sorry, your unit. You can't. You can't modify your unit size, but you can start modifying your product unit box, and that would actually allow you to keep the same amount of units in the in that master box but that master box would actually be uh shorter or slimmer and then you can actually put more master boxes inside a container or on a pallet doesn't matter it's the same logic so i've seen a lot of sellers do that right now we've discussed it briefly placing your 3pl placing your destination delivery addresses around seaports became very, very important. And trying to avoid inland ports or dry ports um, would actually save you 20, 30 days now. And that's a lot of time. Um, let's see what else we've seen. What else we've seen. I don't know if you can avoid it, but right now the the hardest place in China to find capacity is northern China. Qingdao, Beijing, everything, Tianjin, everything up north is just massively, massively 
overcrowded and just out of capacity. So if we thought things are worse in Shenzhen, Ningbo, Shanghai, up north is is a nightmare. There's just no containers and no vessel going out of there. And Shanghai, Ningbo, these days would be the easiest ports in China to get cargo out of. What else? What else? What else? What else? Try again if you can ship full container loads. And the rule of thumb in shipping it has always been the rule of thumb. The bigger your order will be, the bigger the shipment, the the you know the more volume you'll have in that shipment, the less you'll pay per unit on your shipping price. So the smaller your shipment is, the higher price you'll pay, and the bigger your shipment is, the the less you'll pay per you know on your shipping per unit basically. So you know if you have an order of twenty five CVM, try and see if it's viable, just adding more volume to it, just to ship full container loads. Um, and that would actually save you a lot of money. Uh, again, it's not, you know, not not everybody can do it, you know, budget and, and where you are in your Amazon journey, but that, that's, that will save you a lot. And remember that the rule of thumb is the bigger your order is, the, the more volume you'll have on that shipment, the less you'll pay per unit. And that's always been the mm-hmm. case, and it will always be the case. So that's another thing to keep in mind. All right, cool. Well, this is uh, this has been helpful. You know, obviously, I bet you wish you could have uh, been the bearer of better news, yeah. but uh, we got to keep it real here on this show. No BS, as as we always uh, say. So exactly, uh, it's important to know. Yeah, it's important to know these things for uh, our listeners out there. And guys, again. We're not trying to discourage you from selling on Amazon or things. We're just trying to keep it real. But uh, everybody's going through the same thing, you know. So, so the only thing you can do is, is you know, maybe use some of these tips to, to try and lessen your costs here or there. But, but it, it's an equal playing field of, of what's happening right now exactly. in the shipping world out there. So, it's not like uh, you're going to have competitors with with a big unfair advantage on it. Um, everybody's in the same boat. No pun intended uh, here. All right. Well, uh, if people want to find you on the interwebs and maybe get a quote from you for for shipping or get some help on uh, uh, on the things that that, that you uh, help sellers with, how can they find you out there? On Facebook, I'm pretty active on Facebook, so you can just search my name or you can search Unicargo on Google, Facebook. Uh, we're pretty active online, so just look up Unicargo. All right. Well, thank you so much, Raphael, for for joining us. And thank you, and when you come you. on the show sometime in 2022, hopefully it'll be with uh, with better better <laughs> news for everybody. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope so. All right. Too. We'll see you later. Thank you.